Good evening, Super Kick with Stephen Fans, your favorite host right here, Stephen A. 1181, ready to talk up all the news and notes of WWE and AEW. Uh, we will bring on Greg as well, who is rocking his son's jersey, just rubbing the salt deep. <laughs> wound. Because, Greg, we have to talk about this. Um, we got NBA news that involves both of our teams directly, which doesn't yep. happen that often, if ever. So uh, let's just get down to it. My Indiana Pacers on Thursday gave an offer sheet to DeAndre Jordan, the largest in league history, probably the only time, <laughs> Greg, the Pacers have given an offer sheet to someone. And the Suns had 48 hours. I think they signed it in 48 seconds. So DeAndre Ayton <laughs> will stay a Phoenix Sun and will not be able to be even traded till after January 15th. And even then, he has uh, veto power over it, I think, and they can't trade him to the Pacers. So on my end, it sucks, but, I mean, it was worth a shot. You know, it's, it's like <laughs> going after Durant and throwing something out there. I do think the biggest thing now for my Pacers, Greg, is we got to get rid of Miles Turner and figure out what we could get for him. Uh, I think he was going to be going anyway, but now that's like objective number one, you know, for the offseason and uh, moving ahead. And for your sons, what does it mean? Is it, Do you think they still try to – well, I guess they'll go after Durant, but do they have enough to get after Durant? Yeah, that's the whole thing. Um, it, it wasn't a uh, interesting development. It wasn't lost on me that our two favorite teams were involved in the mix. That uh, they offered Aiden a uh, max contract, and as soon as the Suns got all the pages of the offer sheet, you know, through fax or however they do it these days, they uh, okay, one match done, and. Uh, yeah, it was less than five minutes from one of the team reporters who has the uh, most popular show in Phoenix. His report said it took three minutes for them to uh, reject the offer and match the offer sheet. Um, you know, they're going to sell it that they were always planning to keep him all along. And, you know, he's part of the building process, one of the young core. And, uh, there was thought that they wanted to involve him into a, a big package to get enough returns to get the uh, Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Pacers doing this kind of threw the wrench in those plans. So even if it was a work in progress, you know, that's over now because yeah. you're right that now that he's signed the offer sheet and they've matched it, now they cannot trade him until January 15th. Plus, for the next year, he gets veto power. So they can try to trade him somewhere, but if he doesn't like it, then, you know, he can say no, and that's that. Um, so he's going to be, you know, part of the big three, Paul, Booker, and Aiton. And it's still possible to get KD in, but now they're going to have to give away their big uh, – their bench players, their role players, uh, the Jay Crowders, the Mikhail Bridges, um, those guys who are, you know, not big names in the league, but everybody knows how good they are. 
yeah. uh, in NBA circles. And they're young, and they're on inexpensive contracts, and they're very, very valuable to the team. So you can still get KD, but it's going to require sending those guys in the package mm-hmm. along with a ton of draft picks. So you're going to have the big four with uh, KD, Aiton, uh, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker. And then you're going to have a bunch of guys on veteran minimum minimums. Or, or get other teams involved somehow, too, to try right. to all that work. So. And obviously, if there was enough friction, I guess, between the two, the Suns would even sign the offer sheet and Aiden's a pacer. You know, right. If you think there was enough bad blood. So, um, yeah, uh, like I said, I, you know, not not that I was expecting to get him, you know, Greg, but hey, you take a shot. And uh, I know I've said before, it would have been the first time a number one draft pick would have played for the Pacers. So that tells you. I, you know, that's a weird, it's a weird stat because it, it doesn't mean, I, it's hard to know what it means, Greg, because like, you know, the Pacers have always been consistent enough to be in the playoffs, you know, not to be in the lottery. And so it just shows that, yeah, they've never had a number one pick overall, but at the same time, do you want, you know, then again, there's been some really bust of number one picks. So, you know, it is what it is, but like I said, on our end, uh, it's got to be, it's all Miles Turner. I just think he's kind of the last remnant of what team was left. So I think getting rid of him, you know, not getting rid of him, but seeing what you could get for him and, you know, rolling out the ball and seeing what these new, new guys, young guys can do for us. So. Yeah. But here's the thing though, is that from, you know, looking at it from the outside, it kind of looks like a, a dog and pony show in the sense that, if they really, really wanted Aiton, they could have put some language into the contract that would have made it a harder decision for the Suns. That could, yeah, that's true. You know, we'll pay, you know, your your first year will be fully guaranteed. Yeah. Or uh, you will have a no trade clause mm-hmm. or, you know, other things that you can throw in there, extras that you could throw into the contract that, you know, when sons, when they see this, that would cost them more money or give up more leverage than they wanted to give up. And it's totally legal to do that. Yeah. And, you know, in the in the circles, they call them the poison pills Stuff mm-hmm. that you can add to the contract that will give the other team pause and go, do I really want to do that? Yeah. But the, the off sheet they sent was. Was black was basic it was vanilla it was black and white and as soon as the legal team went through it and saw there were no poison pills in the contract it was just a basic abc yeah. offer sheet you know it was yeah. easy well done of course but so is 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 he in there doing it so they could say hey look we're trying to get you know these you know big stars in here and we tried you know we're doing our best you know to improve our team blah 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 and just kind of you know sh- make it look like they're doing all they can when they really could have done more. Yeah. But the basic NBA fan is not going to think that way. Yeah. Cause I mean, especially if you see the world's largest offer sheet in league history, I mean, you know, that just, you know, that to me, that's like, okay, well you took a shot. So, uh, yeah. but that's kind of the NBA news, Greg, but let's get into some of the, so this is the news that's going around. Now, this date apparently is not going to happen, but possibly going to TV 14 
it's the whole thing, Greg. It doesn't matter unless there's like changes to the actual product, you know. I think the fact that they keep using the word balls <laughs> on TV more means, you know, you're you're towing that line. Um, you know, maybe you drop, you know, I, I feel like they use the word bitch a lot. So, you know, is it maybe just adding, you know, a curse word here and there, Greg, or, you know, being a little more risque, kind of like NXT was kind of doing here and there. And then, you know, they've even pulled back, I think, a little bit on that. So any thoughts, Greg, on possibly going TV 14, whenever that might happen? Yeah, um, much to do about nothing, really, because they've been inching their way towards it over the last year, year and a half. Yeah. Um, and I think AEW is to blame for this. Because when you listen to those AEW promos and the language they use, you know, think about an Eddie Kingston promo. Think about yeah. the CM Punk promos. Think about the MJF promos. Hello. Mm -hmm. um, and they're good, and we remember them because they sound real. They sound the way that you – it's a conversation you would hear with two guys who really had beef with each other on the street. Yeah. When they're, you know, insulting each other or having an argument – that's what it sounds like. And that's what the AEW promos sound like. They sound real. They have salty language. They are more, you know, violent in the wording, things like that. And, you know, we remember it. It, it sticks in our brains and it's things you're talking about around the water cooler. Yeah. A, or it, WWE really didn't do that until AEW started doing it. And, it started, you know, having that effect, being those promos that we, we remember and, you know, those ratings are going up. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden, you know, you hear Edge or Randy Orton or some of the other top stars cutting promos and throwing in a couple swear words where, you know, we hadn't heard a swear word in ages. Mm -hmm. And so little by little, they're adding a little bit of it in there. And it's still not widespread. Not everybody's doing it. AEW, everybody's pretty much can you know say what you want to say. Yeah. But um, and I think you know, that's I've, good. I don't think you want everybody doing it because then those ones that are strong enough will stand out. You right. Know, if everybody's doing it. Then what's the point? So um, now, do you think any color shows up because of this? Like you know, that's always been talked about. They really steer away from blood. But if you're going to go TV 14, do you maybe, you know, hit that here and there? Yeah, I would. I mean, we all it depends on the corporate sponsors too, what they think, right? That's true. And but it's you know old school wrestling. You know, color tells a story better than a million words from commentary. And we have Cody back, so <laughs> well, not back, but you know, Cody loves to bleed, Greg. So who knows if right maybe that's something he'd like to you know, step up and go through a flaming table again on Raw <laughs> for no reason. So. Yeah, so until they really, you know, lean into it and it starts showing in the matches yeah. as well as the promos, then I'll buy into it. But right now it just looks much ado about nothing. And, you know, we did have some of that crossing the line. I mean, especially if you think back, to CM Punk and Cena, CM Punk and Triple H, Greg. So I think even without the TV 14, 
you were able to blur that line. You know, we kind of way back in that day, it was kind of called that reality era because you were telling that line between storyline and reality. So, you know, I think you can do a little more edge, uh, pardon the phrase, without the rating because they're even saying there's not much difference between, you know, TV 14 and TV PG other than maybe a word or two. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, or, you know, I remember still back when Corey Graves was like, holy shit, when uh, the ring exploded or something like that, or the the uh, the Titan Tron exploded, like you just hadn't heard that. So, you know, maybe other than that, you might hear stuff like that. But um, yeah, like we said, until it actually shows up more, maybe the promos and some of the action, I mean, it's probably not going to, we're probably not going to see much of a difference. I think. And even then, it'd probably only be your big stars. Yeah. Like you said, are they going to let Jinder Mahal cut some TV 14 promo, Greg? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) No. And even New Day, you know, New Day's hit you with, you know, some innuendos uh, here and there. So, like you said, I get it's a story that's (laughs) probably not a story until it shows up more. But... I do want to talk about my one of my favorite women wrestlers, Greg, because Bailey's been the big buzz. Now that Paramore's returning back to the road, Greg, uh, Bailey hopefully will be back at SummerSlam, which is home to Tennessee, which is home of Paramore. So all the dots are connected. Paramore is the band, Greg, is back on the road in fall. So Bailey's back, right? Mm, well, <laughs> I haven't heard that uh, line of reasoning used before. So. She used it herself. That's why I, I give all the credit to Bailey. But hey, if it gets her there, well, I'm all for it. So, no, I'm a pair more fan anyway. So, let's bring them both back. And I think you know, she have... needs to be back. Obviously, she's needed. Oh yeah, for sure. And we know Paramore likes to cut tracks for WWE. So. Maybe they'll you know, do her interest song or something, bring it full circle. Um, I, and I think just kind of showing up at SummerSlam is enough for now. Like, I don't think she needs Paul Becky <laughs> and win in, you know, 25 seconds. But, you know, maybe um, stepping up to Liv or stepping up to Bianca after they win their matches, I think, is where you want her. So, yeah. Um, that, would, that would be odd, though, because... Right before she left, she was in a angle with Bianca, and she was the heel. And that's true. You know, now she's going to come back as the returning hero. Uh, that pop is going to be amazing. And is she going to go right back to being the heel and against Bianca? So that's something to keep an eye I, out for. I just think you need heels more right now. I think if you want Bianca and Bailey or Bianca and Liv, I think they need those strong heels to go get them upper. You know, get them to the next level, especially Liv, Greg. Like we can't have Bailey as a face and Liv as a face. Uh, I don't, I don't think that necessarily works. So, um, yeah. You know, even though we still know that Ronda probably should go heel against Liv sooner rather than later, but right now it doesn't look like that will happen. So, um, those are the two big pieces of news I had, Greg. Did you have any news on your own end that caught your eye that you'd like to bring up in our not so old news segment? Um, now are we going to get to the, uh, I don't know if we're going to run down the, uh, what do we call it? The death before dishonor. 
that's coming up. Okay. Um, I hadn't got to that, but we can get to that. Okay. Uh, just because I am a huge fan after seeing them in uh, GCW of the uh, the Briscoes. Mm, yes, and it just right, and it just been announced last week that uh, there's going to be a two out of three falls mm-hmm. uh, match between the Briscoes and FTR, and I had never seen the Briscoes until I watched them on that uh, GCW card at the end of the year last year, and loved these guys. Are you going to order it? Uh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um, we'll see how it's to fill out the show. Yeah. Uh, they've only yeah. announced a handful of matches, but yeah. I think Claudio and Grisham should be really good, especially if you want to give Claudio a title. I think that's very intriguing to see. So, yeah. and then Will Ryuta and Daniel Garcia for the pure title. Uh, I believe we're also having Mercedes Martinez and Serena D for the ROH women's title. Uh, those are the matches I think that I've seen so far announced. Yeah. So, so we'll get into the I was going to get into the Grisham stuff, Greg, during our AW talk because he turned heel. <laughs> out of nowhere pretty much but it seemed needed for him so um i'm trying to so that is next saturday so yeah maybe we'll do a um i'll put it in the facebook group uh and we could just drop our predictions there if you want to do that sounds good uh, i'll check with um rafael too to see if there's any um odds on that show because i haven't seen him if he's mentioned that or not so and then we'll get our, and then SummerSlam is a week after. So, um, yeah. And then that's it. So, all right. Well, that is the news and notes of the week. Let's get into a commercial break and then get right into Raw and what kind of unfolded for Monday Night Raw. a bit of little things I think happening for Raw. Um, you know, I, I might bounce a lot around a little bit, Greg, because, you know, we had Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar out there at the beginning. You know, Theory comes out there, Alpha Academy comes out there, and Brock just wrecks everybody. <laughs> Is that, that was pretty much the opening segment. So, um, Finn Bauer defeated Rey Mysterio. Do we still know what, Ed, is Edge going to be part of this? I'm still curious, Greg, because we're getting closer and closer I would think Edge needs to show back up either this week or next. And yeah, I, is he going to take the place of like Dominique? <laughs> you know, him and Mister, him and Ray, maybe it's Finn and um, Finn and uh, Damian. It, it it looks. I was watching to see if 
there's going to be like a an injury put in there that would make make it make sense and have a place for Edge to come in. Uh, so far, and they yeah. did it a little bit, but they had like a, a little knee thing happening for a yeah. second, but they didn't really sell it like it was a bad injury. Yeah. Um, so maybe Edge, um, maybe Edge and Tom. Yeah, that would that would make sense. I mean, um, Ray's been running into some injury issues. It seems like all year, mm-hmm. so it would be a better, in my mind, to have him come up and pair with Dom instead of have Ray go again. And even if if he's not one hundred percent, and I doubt he is, but and it and overall his matches just look slower. Oh yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think they played up till SummerSlam, or do you think like next week? I think they're kind of building it as Rey Mysterio's 20th anniversary, so maybe Finn and Damian take him out there, and Ed shows up there. Or do you think we try to play this out till SummerSlam, and you know maybe say there's going to be a mystery tag team partner? Well, I can see like the it's just the Mysterios against uh, Judgment Day, and then. Um, after the Mysterios take the L, you know, Judgment Day is staying there and, you Edge know, getting their legs in afterwards. And that Edge makes his big reappearance and mm-hmm. takes him out. And then the storyline starts from there. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because right now it seems like you kind of force it if you're going to do Edge and Finn or Edge and Damian again. So uh, Becky Lynch demanded a role women's title match. You also had Carmella get a count out win because of Becky. So I don't I don't think Oscar's involved in this now, Greg. I think it would just be Becky, Bianca, and Carmella. Is that where you're thinking it's going, or do we still find Oscar in there somewhere, or even Alexa? Like, do you think other women get involved yet? Yeah, I don't get it. Now it looks like Oscar's out and Carmella's in. Um, and I know that uh, Oscar lost the the no disqualification match against. Or no hopes part match, whatever against uh, Becky the other week, but um, you know she wasn't on TV last week, I don't think, and now Carmella is is entered the mix, and nobody's talking about Oscar, so um, they still haven't figured out what to do here with the women's division at all, and it's just a big cluster. Um, it hasn't been very enjoyable for me, even with you know the title changes, things like that. Um, I don't know. It's why I'm hoping that uh, you know that we get Vince out of power and you know get some more creative minds in there and get you know the women's division on track. But yeah. it's just a hot mess right now. So it's just kind of watch and see what happens. Same way you watch a car crash. Well, speaking of hot messes, uh, the Miz, Logan Paul, Champa, AJ Styles, and Ezekiel Craig. So I, we're just trying to get to Miz and Logan Paul, right? But we're not getting there yet. <laughs> so I'm really confused on why you're having AJ Styles and Ezekiel teaming together. I mean, they beat the Miz and Champa by DQ. It's just all about the Miz and Logan Paul, right? I don't, I don't know why we're having all these other, I mean, I guess other than get them on TV, but they're not all going to be there at SummerSlam if the ultimate plan is Miz, 
and Logan Paul. You're right. It's just the Allen and Misfit toys. There's nowhere else to put them, so they're all get lumped in this, you know, little piece of Play-Doh here, different colors, and you know, nothing's making sense. And like I said, the Miz and Logan Paul is the uh, the one established thing that's going to happen. But well, is it going to happen? <laughs> well, the way they're talking, you know, the the yeah. promos are cutting on each other. That's the way it looks. But you think he has you know, Champa go in for him? Uh, I can see Champa coming in and, and jumping him from behind during the match or something. Yeah. Um, you know, being a crony. But yeah, not, aside from Logan and Miz, none of the other pieces fit, and mm-hmm. it's this whole angle has been miscast. Uh, I get try to get everybody TV time and things like that, but there's better ways to do it. Yeah, Oscar um, and Alexa Bliss defeated Dewdrop and Nikki Ashtray. There you go on that. <laughs> uh, speaking yeah. of inserting pieces, probably where they don't fit. Our truth and almost Greg were with the Usos and the Street Profits. I I get why almost is probably inserted. You're probably trying to get him, you know, to look like a main event type and all that. Uh, essentially, almost you know picks up the win for the team. Greg, uh, is he going to be another honorary Us? Uh, no. You know, I get them trying to. You know, MVP trying to, you know, slide his way in and, you know, get the rub. But this is all centered around who's going to be the special referee for the rematch between the Usos and the and the bloodline. Right. Or, or the Usos and the Street Profits. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, almost, you know, volunteered to get in it. And uh, who else volunteered? R-Truth. Yeah, that's it. R- that's why R-Truth was involved. He has so. all the certificates, Greg, in case you didn't know. Exactly. That that was a funny segment until Almost came out. So, um, man, shout out to R-Truth. That man kills it, whatever he's yeah, doing. That's true. You yeah. know, stop what you're doing and just enjoy it for a minute. Um, you know, he, he was going to give the most effective three count in the history of wrestling the way he got down and <laughs> threw that three down. It was awesome. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's just more, you know, filler material. Plenty of filler material, like I said, until almost came out. But mm-hmm. I don't know, more, more useless filler kind of. And our main event. So the the men got a chance to shine in the main event. We had Lashley and Riddle defeating Seth Rollins and uh, Theory. Kind of a uh, a nice repairing Greg of last summer when Theory was with Rollins and Dolph Ziggler shows up. <laughs> like, this is the this is the random time of the year, Greg, where it's like, oh, yeah, we have Ziggler. Let's, <laughs> you know, I could buy him as a, some sort of ally for Theory in a way, because, you know, Ziggler has one of the better cash-ins, so I could see that, but then he takes out Theory. So if it's a whole, I'm going to beat you up to show you how it's done, kid. I don't know about that, Greg. I don't know about Ziggler even. Uh, Ziggler, you know, speaking of, hey, we're just going to throw a stick up, you know, throw some spaghetti at the wall and see if it sticks. 
this is Ziggler in this main event scene. Um, <laughs> and hopefully we don't get the, it should have been me promo or the yeah. Ziggler um, doing people's entrances, Greg. Like, uh, I, I don't know why Ziggler's still there anymore. I just, other than a paycheck, <laughs> you know, like he's just, yeah, he's making a lot of money just to sit back and catering and do nothing. And do his um, comedy when need be. <laughs> right. That's the whole thing. He's somebody sees some use in him, and it was very odd to, to be watching this match, and then he walks out and it for one thing, it makes him look like a big deal for a minute. You know, he's not in his usual gear, he's in a suit and yeah. you know, trying to be, you know, as big bad as he can be. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's Ziggler. <laughs> yeah, and he, and he takes his moment to you know interject himself in the match, and then he's the last one standing at the end of the match, and it leaves the cliffhanger. You know the old yeah. cliffhangers the way they used to do back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to happen next week, and you know I'm curious. You know why is Dolph Ziggler involved? What's he want? And you know him getting involved with uh, theory. You know the probably the best young heel uh, on the program right now. You know, are they going to try to paint him as a face? No, I don't think that's it. He's he's definitely not a face character. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see what that promo is going to be like with him. And um, I'll be watching. So at least drew some interest. Yeah. But uh, you know, he fit in to this whole program in sense of you know things popping up where they don't belong and things that don't make sense. So hopefully next week we'll get our explanation and, you know, then we can give it a shout out for, you know, to genius or the disaster that that's true. Yeah. They created. And that, and that is the thing. I, yeah, I, I under, I'll go with the, you're not going to tell the whole story in one night and that makes sense, but it just still feels like, and eh, let's just see what Ziggler can do here. <laughs> let's just throw it out there and then we'll figure it out as we go. Like I said, if you pair him with theory in some sense, I can kind of buy into that because you have Ziggler as the former money in the bank cash in and all that. But um, yeah. How about NXT? Should we just get into the end, Greg? Because that's kind of what everybody's talking about. We have mentioned this before. Uh, um, Cora Jade was in need of something. I didn't know it would be botching a skateboard over <laughs> Perez's back, but yeah. that is it. So, and then the, to have them just win the NXT Tag Team Championships, uh, yeah, it's just weird. But I think, it, you know, in the, in the short-term future, it could do well for Cora Jade to kind of get her something different. You know, maybe not have her this happy-go-lucky and maybe yeah. gets Roxanne more edge. You have maybe Rose Greg still killing it. So, yeah, that's my kind of take on it. What is your own thoughts on Cora Jade turning on, and what happens with the NXT titles now? Um, do, you, do they still just kind of make them defended and maybe Cora just, you know, walks out on the match or they throw some loopholes in there to try to make them keep working together? But um, what do you think about the Cora Jade turn, Greg? Uh, there's there's avenues they can go and what make it really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 
the best route, I think, would be to just go to another level with where they left it with Cora getting more of her, you know, dark side and showing that off because the, like I said, the happy-go-lucky, you know, skater girl does not work. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not into it. But, you know, she goes heel and really does it all the way. Okay, maybe we didn't have something. And then at the same time, having Roxanne um, shed her, you know, Miss Nice Girl um, and getting some edge to her and, you know, having a, um, not a wild side, but so she has the vicious side into her aggressive. Yeah. yeah. And those two have, you know, that type of match, you know, kind of a blood feud type of match. You got the storyline with them being best friends going back however many years or whatever. And now, you know, it's turned to bad blood and there's ways to sell it to make it look good and then they can deliver on it. So that's the best avenue to, to do with them. And then as far as the belts go, um, they would be best to, you know, vacate them or have one sabotage the other and lose it on purpose. So, and if you're going to do that, Cora, make more sense to, yeah. you know, to do the deed. Okay. So. Do they go right back to toxic attraction? Because, I mean, there's really nobody else that makes true. sense. I can see some lame kind of four-team tournament or a, a battle royal. Not a battle royal, but a, uh, you Fatal know, four royal. team. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe uh, Caden and Chance and uh, Tostic. Uh, who else do we have? <laughs> it's, it's Slim Pickens. Yeah. I don't even know if there is two other teams. We could throw Wendy Chu in with somebody. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Trick Tip. More Tiffany Stratton and somebody, and you got four teams, and then Tosca Traction will go ahead and win it again. So, I will say, I don't want to see Cora go too far emo, you know what I mean, Greg? Because I feel like you have so many, you know, you had Dakota Kai go that route. I mean, you kind of had Mandy Rose go that route, even though she's got to change it up. I mean, you kind of Bailey go that route, so. There's a fine line between how far she'll go. You know, is if it's more vicious, okay. But if it's just like emo girl, do we need that again? Probably not. But uh, well, maybe she can go from skater girl to like more biker chick. You know, leather and yeah. you know different, you know, Could different be, yeah. makeup and you know, kind of a tougher yeah. exterior yeah. instead of you know just all black and you know, vampirish. Just needs a little different, just because, like we said, yeah, I don't know how far you want to go with that. But um, Giovanna, Giovanni Vinci defeated Paul Cruz. Uh, JD came out to interrupt Cameron Grimes. So I think that's a good little mid feud, Greg, for JD to get to Braun. And if we go, you know, if we play up the shroud of maybe Cameron Grimes, you know, kind of on a losing streak and where does that go for him right yeah uh, it's going to go for him landing on the uh, main roster because he's ready to go and i think this is it he's going to put over 
JD on the way out the door. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then, like we said last week, he could get recruited into Judgment Day, or maybe he's a surprise male model <laughs> uh, on SmackDown or something like that. But you know, his it's his time to enter the uh, main roster at this point. So I think we should have that happen. And uh, what was the other part we were doing here? The Oh, Giovanni Vinci, sorry. I kind of had oh, yeah. You know, we had Apollo Crews talking about going after Braun. I mean, I. but then if he just is going to keep losing to Giovanni, does, is there any point to going after Braun? Not really. I mean, yeah. aside from is there another character change and having him, you know, just go heel and that would be a better idea for me as far as building interest and, you know, showing that other side of him. You know, we our, know what our, we're getting when we see. Yeah. I mean, I guess a face and face could work if you just had the respect factor. Maybe Apollo, like, you know, shakes his hand afterwards and, you know, gives him his rub. I mean, I guess that's, you know, that could work. But, um, yeah, Giovanni Vinci, though, picking up wins and kind of seeing – uh, I'm going to assume probably North American title picture pretty soon, it seems like. Uh, I think they want to kind of push him into there. Is that where you see him going pretty soon, Greg? Uh, Even if it's for, losing. For yeah, I mean, him against Carmelo would be fun match. And, uh, yeah, I can see him, you know, getting that title. I mean, the NXT titles are the, the ones he hasn't had, so. Yeah. Um, it sounds like that's what they keep harping on when he's uh, having matches, things like that, and trying to sell him yeah. in promos. So I think that's a good idea of where it's going. Um, Paxley defeated Caden Carter. Uh, I don't know. Caden and Katana, Greg, <laughs> they they better just enjoy it while they can. I, I still think, you know, if there's a cut soon, is it going to be any surprise we see their names on there? Nope, no surprise. Uh, and sadly, they're one of the few teams, you know, tag teams left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That are legit. But um, if they haven't won it yet, then <laughs> I just don't see winning now. Yep, yeah, I agree. So um, they can't win the big one. And um, hopefully, they could do like Theory and come to the main roster and fall upwards and, you know, shine when they get to them to the main roster. But they're just kind of, you know, been down there forever and nothing's really changed for them. Um, Sangha defeated Duke Hudson. So this is where I would like to see Duke Hudson show up on the main roster, Greg. Um, you know, maybe have his headshots lying throughout the arena for maximum male models. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Maybe showing up, like, in the background of, like, you know, Masse or Mansoor. You know, maybe not officially in there yet, but you know, somehow has to earn his way in there. Uh, but I think he'd really be able to play that up. So um, I kind of would like to see Duke Hudson on the main roster sooner rather than later. What about yourself? Hey, he would fit. You know, he's got the size. He's got the look. He's good on the mic. And, um, yeah, they definitely can use, you know, the star power. You know, he's, you know, still young, and but he has a world of potential. So, you know, that's what we need, so, you know, fresh faces, fresh matchups and, you know, 
you're getting better matches as a result of it. Because he so. could play up the um, when it was uh, the uh, the one iconic was like dropping her resume everywhere, Greg. She right. was trying to vouch for every job. I think, like I said, having his head shot up in you know the locker room or something, and you know maybe say you know having maybe outside the arena petitioning for him to be in uh, maximum male models. I think you could have a lot of fun with that. Um, yeah, you could. Because I think they're slowly getting over. And, you know, um, I don't know if you've noticed on Twitter, Greg, like people are submitting their headshots and either um, uh, Max Dupree is uh, totally ribbing you or he's actually giving you some shine. So uh, it's been <laughs> interesting to see kind of what he's done with that. And uh, nice. I guess we can get into on SmackDown how there's going to be a Maxine involved as well. So um, maybe Duke could uh, pull some drag, Greg, and uh, be Maxine one day and try to make that work. See if he could uh, fool somebody and uh, let him be there. But um, also Solo and Von Wagner looks like they're going to have some sort of stipulation. Uh, I think there was a dumpster involved, so somebody said maybe a dumpster match, and that mm -hmm. gives you know that almost feels like a write-off though, Greg. If you if you have somebody put away in a dumpster, they're either <laughs> going away for good or they're going somewhere else. So. Uh, you know, Solo's definitely due on the main roster, but I don't think I'd want the last shot of him being thrown in a dumpster before he gets called up. Uh, now, Von Wagner, on the other hand, you know, if he gets thrown in a dumpster and then the next day it says best wishes to Von Wagner's future endeavors, Greg, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, I kind of see that going that way. So um, that's kind of where I got things going for them. How about yourself? Uh, I'm smelling a... Um... You know, false count anywhere match. Yeah. And, you know, that being, you know, the big blow off to the rivalry and, you know, right before the week before SummerSlam happens. And, you know, there's your barrier to entry as far as, you know, how he gets introduced mm -hmm. and, you know, a surprise member of the bloodline yeah. that uh, screws up the finish for uh, Brock and Roman. Mm -hmm. So, it would be a, an interesting, cool way to, you know, go off the air and um, have that Brock and Roman match in the different way. Yeah. Um, and that would be the ending we're all talking about. So mm -hmm. I hope that's it. I mean, it looks like the timing, you know, for this happening is, is just right right now. Yeah. Um, Andy Hartwell picked up a big win over Lash Legend. Uh, kind of surprised Andy Hartwell might pick up some wins, Greg. I, I thought she might be kind of on that gatekeeper role and putting over people, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, she's had a couple wins so far. Um, and she's somebody who needs to just come up, up on the uh, the main roster also. She's been around a while, and they're, you know, filtering out the old guard. And yeah. even though she's... You know, she's still that one of the weird, few remnants. Yeah, I was going to say, she's that weird in-between, I feel yeah. like. Not quite black and gold, but not quite 2.0. So yeah. that, that you know, but, um, you yeah. uh, maybe she could be the new Maxine. You know, maybe if you played off a week and... Right. You know, but, um, yeah. And then Tony D'Angelo and Stax. Picked up a win. Uh, two dimes showed up on AEW, Dark Greg. So, and Parker 
uh, Bordeaux, the former Harlan. So looks like those two guys uh, found a home already. Well, possibly we'll see if they they do anything on AW Dynamite or Rampage. But um, do we think there's a third member for uh, the family showing up anytime soon? Is there any more Dons we have out there that we can give to D'Angelo, Greg? No, there always is. I mean, yeah. it's a vague enough role that you can just pop anybody into it anytime you want. So, you know, the next guy up who's ready, you know, to step out of the PC and onto live TV, mm-hmm. boom, there's a spot right there. You give him a Jersey Shore nickname and boom, he, he's ready. So it's a it's a plug and play that's yeah. – you know, ready-made, so. And should um, we I get the dyad revealed pretty soon, I feel like, right? Because I feel yeah, like said next week. Joe Gacy's starting to, so that should be interesting to see who they are. Because uh, I'm, you know, that, that's very intriguing because I don't know who. <laughs> it's one of those weird things, you know, it could be like the beginning of NXT 2.0, great. They just throw two guys out there that we have no idea who they are. But, um right. And then Mandy Rose, like I said, defeated Roxanne. I I can maybe see Indy getting a couple of shots at Mandy Rose. At least that gives her something before getting called up, Craig. Because there's really nobody else right now that you feel like is up there. So, nah, I don't know. Nikita Lyons is back. Yeah. So that's true. She doesn't have anything to do. Yeah. I, I think she's she's the chosen one. So. <laughs> She is going to be the one to take the title off Mandy, and there's a reason they haven't. Two reasons why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> three, three reasons why. There's but a good reason that uh, they haven't crossed paths really yet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a big asset. Um, oh, Nikita. All right. Uh, SmackDown. Let's just get into the end of this, Greg. Because Jeff Jarrett. It's a special guest referee. I can't even I can't even say with a straight face. There's no way he's the official referee, right? It's gotta be Sammy. Like Sammy has to play a part in this. <laughs> it's funny here because uh, full disclosure is I did not get to see SmackDown. And uh, so I'm riding your coattails on this one. Oh, okay. Uh, I was I was curious to see who's gonna be the uh, the be the guy who's gonna be the referee. So Jeff Jarrett, there's a blast from the past. Um, He's just been everywhere, like GCW, um, not AW, but, you know, just showing up randomly. So, I mean, but Sami Zayn has yeah. to involve himself, right? Maybe he is announced as Jer- a special enforcer. There you go. Did Jarrett cut a promo? No, he was just announced. Ah, Okay. <laughs> I mean, people are like, well, it's in Nashville. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the first thing I think of Nashville is not Jeff Jarrett. Like, right. I mean, Jerry DeKean Lawler would have made more sense. Well, now he is Memphis. I'll give you that. I'll give him that break. Uh, true. Okay. It's not, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, it is funny to think, though, that like Seamus, Drew, and Miro all live in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> like who they, I'm sure they all live by each other too because that's got to be is that the is that the League of Nations maybe they just have a 
a little League of Nations neighborhood, Craig. Yeah, maybe that's it. That would be fun. <laughs> so they can afford to do it. So well, I'm, I'm sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I still think. I mean, I think Jared is the referee, but I still think Sami Zayn is something. Probably he probably does the count. Like maybe Jared gets taken out, you know, randomly, and then you have Sami Zayn take off his shirt, and there's a referee shirt underneath, and boom, you have you know maybe that helps. Sami Zayn become an official member of the bloodline for a short time. Yeah, yeah, but if if Sammy's the referee, it looks like the fix is in. Yeah. So, oh, so Jeff then you Jarrett don't have to make... have Street Profits win. Right. Um, well, that's why I think Jared this... is the red herring, like the decoy. Like it looks like it could be down the middle, but then you have Sammy you know, have to involve himself. Right. But we'll see. I, I still think we'll get a good match. Do you think we'll, do you think to counter the Briscoes FTR, do we get a two out freeze falls for Street Profits and Usos because of the whole, now the shoulder's been up twice um, for Uso, for Jimmy. So do you think we get that or some sort of stipulation? I'm sure. Um. I can see a gimmick match, like a ladder match or a tables match or um, something like that. But it'd be best for them to, you know, have a straight match. You know, we saw how great the last one was and just have them do that again. You know, you got the cloud of a, you know, special referee. And then we have a referee on the outside, too, to watch and uh, make sure things are straight. And just you know, do two referees instead of, uh, you know, the ladder match or you know oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah, you can't do the. I, I will say that. Yeah, I don't think you could do a ladder match or anything like that because you've already thrown in the guest referee. So that kind of defeats the purpose of why have a special referee if you're just going to throw, you know, TLC yeah. match. But um, some other things, Greg. We had you know McAfee come back and. Possibly, you know, looking at retribution for Happy Corbin. Uh, I know we'll get into um, predictions later on for SummerSlam. But right now, do you have McAfee maybe going over Corbin, Greg? I think so. Um, I mean, he deserves something for that WrestleMania stuff, right? <laughs> I agree. I mean, he's... <laughs> he, he ate an L to Vince McMahon. Like, the least they can do is give him a, a win at... Um, SummerSlam, I think. No, I totally agree. Um, I'm trying to remember what McAfee's record is so far because uh, remember I think he's, he's defeated. He he lost to Adam Cole. Right. And he I, lost to Vince McMahon. Um, now did he beat? He did beat he beat Theory. He beat Theory at Mania because then Vince beat him. Right. So. So he's and then war two games, and one matches. He, he lost. I think he lost the war games match because undisputed era won that. True. That was that was the random pairing of McAfee with um, uh, Pete Dunn. Um, wasn't Fabian and um, no. Who was that team? Was it Fabian and um, 
now Kaiser. No, his his click was um, Arno. Is Pete done? It was Pete Dunn. Was it was uh, the Brawling Brutes. Uh, can't remember. It was the, the I can't not, remember what his name was in it. The Brawling Brutes with Seamus. Um, Ridge Holland? Ridge, Ridge Holland. And um, it's McAfee, Ridge Holland, and Pete Dunn. Oh, Dan, never mind. Danny Birch and only Lorcan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, McAfee has, he's won one match because he beat Austin Theory, lost to McMahon, lost Adam Cole, and lost to Undisputed Era at War Games. Yeah, so he's one for four. Oh, and oh, so the, that, um, the, the Adam Cole match was um, at NXT TakeOver 30. Yeah, and that was the banger of a match, too. Yes. So I was thinking Dominic Mysterio had his first match at SummerSlam. So that's where I got confused on that. Oh, Big Ben is back in the chat. Thank you, Big Ben, for being here. Glad you're still liking the videos. We've been shouting you out when we can, and uh, glad to see you back. Sorry you've been busy. We've been here, so just keep joining us, and we'll keep in touch about what's going on. Um, Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan. Man, those are two names. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oni Lorcan was doing something for, was it GCW? I don't remember where. I think he's just kind of, I don't think Danny Birch has been anywhere. But. All right. Oh, right. uh, that was, oh, sorry, that wasn't SmackDown. Uh, Liv Morgan defeat Natalia. We're going to get Rhonda and Liv face to face next week. Rhonda's got to turn heel, right? Or be yeah, this heel leash. <laughs> yeah, because then it uh, Liv gets more clout for beating, you know, the baddest Ronda Rousey, the you know, yeah. baddest woman on the planet, and you know, as a heel, where she's natural. Um, or is it one of those things role. that they just wait till SummerSlam? You know, sometimes they like the big moments at the pay per views. Maybe she takes out Liv's legs at the end because that's what, you know, her injury was. I like it. I think it would be a, it would make the story, you know, more meat on the bone. And then you could still um, rematch them because you have Rhonda in a new role. If you want to rematch it at um, maybe some SmackDown to, you know, main event at one night, I think you could go that route. So, uh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, I figure if you want to really make Liv as big as she could possibly can be, if she's not just a tr transitional champion, yeah, uh, a SummerSlam win would be the best thing for her and, you know, against an evil Ronda Rousey, so. Yeah. Um, what else? Some other things. The Viking Raiders. Uh, was New Day dressed up, Greg? Uh, Jinder Mahal and Shanky ambushed Eric and Ivar. Uh, yeah. Just give us New Day and Viking Raiders. I mean, we don't need Shanky and Jinder in this. So, 
Um, how about this? Lacey Evans still refusing to battle a Leo, Greg. Is Adam Pierce going to have to step in and make Lacey <laughs> fight um, Aaliyah? And does does Lacey need to almost change up her look a little bit? You know, maybe not necessarily the Southern Belle, but does this look of the, you know, almost like Lita Light work for her? Or, you know, does Lacey need kind of a change of look to kind of, you know, go with what she's going with? Uh, she did tell the people to go to hell. And that's when <laughs> she said it, just like that, Greg. Because, <laughs> you know, that, that makes such a difference if I'm told to go to hell in a, a slow, menacing pace. Well, maybe it should be the new cane, and this is a, this is a sign. <laughs> she can dress um, up a mask. <laughs> uh, yeah, if, if this is what we're doing, then, yeah, she needs to pivot away from the military marine uh camouflage you know whole aspect of it that way you know that story goes out of sight out of mind a lot quicker yeah um you know like i say you don't have to go back to the southern bell but something more contemporary and you know a departure from you know what she's doing now to you know, put us in a different mindset because as long as she's coming out to, you know, a military, you know, cadence and um, playing up the military angle yeah. and, you know, dissing on the fans is, is not going to work and you're defeating your purpose. Yeah. So, you know, ditch the whole military thing, go a different way. When you really come back as a, as a, uh, a face, and people are into it, then you can lean back into the roots and the upbringing, the military stuff. But it's going to take a while, though. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Drew defeated Ridge Holland. Uh, we're probably just going to get Sheamus and Drew at SummerSlam Greg for that number one contender match. Right? Yeah, this is the best thing to do. Um, their story's been. Decent, not great. You still but, want both guys involved against Roman, right? True. And see, I, uh, I, still think, the mix. I still think you just need Drew and Roman, but Sheamus does give you that out if you have Drew pin Sheamus and then she Roman is still not pinned. So you probably need it to be a three way if you're going to pull a title change. So. Um, and then Heyman was kind of involved with Theory and Madcap Moss. You know what, Greg? I, I kind of like the idea of maybe Madcap and Paul Heyman. Hmm. Maybe not as a heel per se, but taking him under his tutelage somehow. I don't know how that worked, but Madcap probably needs something more, right, to kind of get that next step. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just don't know. It won't work now serviceable. because you have Heyman so involved with, unless you had it completely separate. I mean, you could probably have Heyman used in that regard. I think if they never involved the two lines. Yeah, Heyman can always refer to him as his new client or yeah. something like that. And you can still to... keep Madcap as a face in a way. Right. But... Um, It'd be interesting to see. I, 
but do you, I guess, do you think Matt Cap needs that something more, Greg? Yeah, he's he's okay on the mic, but he's nothing to write home about. And yeah. having an effective mouthpiece to put him over uh, is only going to help him. Mm-hmm. So I'd be all about to having uh, Heyman, you know, be that mouthpiece for him. Because, you know, once you get that Paul Heyman rub, you're, all, you're automatically put into a higher level. Yeah. So, yeah. and if Unless they want to. Curtis Axel, our Ryback. True. <laughs> Other than that. Well, in theory, it's supposed to get him on that higher level. <laughs> Sorry. I had to bring up those two names because it, it's still hard to believe Ryback was a Heyman guy. Like, and even that, uh, oh, I won't get into that, but it, uh, we do have a question from Big Ben, though, and I'll kind of leave it here because we were just talking about theory. We've mentioned this a few times, Greg. So he does say, do you guys think John Cena comes back and takes on theory at a pay-per-view? I want it to happen. I think there's just too much there with the whole – well, not – well, never mind. Not now. There was when you had theory as the U.S. champion. You know, you had that idea. Does it still work now? Probably. I guess you could still make it work now because you still have theory as a John Cena esque person. You know, you have him kind of cocky because you had John Cena kind of step up and be that cocky, you know, Doctor of Thug- Thugonomics eventually. Great. The prototype wasn't that at first, you know. His, you know, but then they they didn't. I mean, even John Cena brings it up that um, until he was able to cut that. Halloween, you know, promo on Stephanie McMahon, he's out. You know, he doesn't know what would happen. But um, so do you think John Cena takes on theory at a pay-per-view? At SummerSlam? No. Not SummerSlam, no. A pay-per-view. A pay-per-view, yes. Sure. (laughs) Um, Because I agree that uh, theory does remind me of young John Cena, Mr. Dr. Thurgonomics. Instead of using... Instead of rapping, he's using his phone and taking selfies. So it's the same. Well, that would fit just, today's culture. Right. It's, so it just pivoted with the types. It's still obnoxious and self-serving. And, um, you know, back then John Cena was, you know, more widely booed. And people were, mm-hmm. um, you know, off off the whole uh, the rapping thing for a long time before they started catching on to it. So. Before the acclaimed, right? <laughs> so, and he, um, uh, he had better rhyme. He had some better licks though at people, I think. Yeah, he did. He had some good bars. So you know, when and he some got of the lines wrestling wise, the acclaimed still. It's like they have you know their entrance and then that's it. They don't have anything else. Right. Um, some of the lines that he got off on on wrestlers were classic. So, uh, yeah. And to go after Stephanie McMahon, you know, at that Halloween party. I mean, like I said, and he said, Greg, that was his. It better work, or who knows where he goes. So, <laughs> right. Uh, Big Ben also has another tidbit of information, Greg. <laughs> uh, true story: His neighbor dated Paul Heyman in the early '90s. After she broke up with Triple H, what? Wow. Okay, we're gonna have that Big Ben come on on camera and tell us more about this because that is two big things right there, Big Ben. You're giving us the nugget first that you had a neighbor who dated Triple H. 
and then she dated Paul Heyman after that. So Big Ben, if you're ever available, we're going to get you on <laughs> here and you're going to tell us more about this and the backstory of that because that is um, that. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like you. Texas Big Ben is going to say that he knows the um, the person who um, told out about Vince McMahon. Right, and and, and he probably he knows. <laughs> he knows where Katie Vick is too. So yeah, um, <laughs> maybe that's his that, name. Oh, there you go. Look at this. I'll call her while we're alive. <laughs> oh my goodness, we could get the woman who dated. <laughs> that would be the biggest. That might be bigger than Gaston showing up in our chat, right? If we get yeah, yeah, it may be Triple H and Paul Heyman. That is that is quite the Eskimo brothers. To borrow right from the league back in the day, Greg, if you know that show. Um, yeah, it's it's not exactly trading up to go from Triple H to Paul Heyman. So uh, back then, though, I, mean, I wonder Heyman, how that works. Heyman was pretty hot. I mean, not not um, physically, but but you got to think about ECW back in the nineties. I mean, yeah. Then again, Triple H was on his peak too. So this this neighbor. Now, Big Ben, did this neighbor have a side job of working <laughs> late nights <laughs> and possibly on a street corner? Because <laughs> I might be reading too much into her job, Greg, but it makes me wonder what kind of... Or she well, worked at a gym. <laughs> like, there's, Oh, wait, let's see what this says. Oh. Okay, he was nothing like he is now. Okay, all right, yes, Big Ben, we're gonna need to. Oh, she worked for WWF. Uh oh, <laughs> she might have. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yes, Big Ben, <laughs> we, this is like this is this might have blown my mind more than when Bray Wyatt was. Um, let go, Bray. Sorry, we're just I'm really going off the rails with this and a house promotion. Okay. All right. Yes, Big Ben. We're going to need to be in touch with this woman and uh, get some. This might this might be its own episode. <laughs> this might yeah, be a, uh, super kicking it after dark. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We need some more facts on this right here. We're gonna we're gonna need our fact checkers on this, Big Ben. Um, and on this yeah. note, I think we need a quick commercial break because this has thrown me off the rails with this story. I mean, I've I've ran into some hijacking of my my podcast Greg, this might be this might be the best one yet so uh, <laughs> we're got to we're got to screen grab this or something uh to really share this but uh let's first get elite performance uh for all your elite needs and then we'll get back to the aw talk and maybe our last call will hit on more of what big ben oh <laughs> we'll see what he can do yes you need to get us in touch with this um mystery woman because uh, that, that could be our cliffhanger for the end of this episode. There we go.
Um, I need to <laughs> need to get them back to podcast. <laughs> uh, we had AW happen, Greg. Should we just get into the big news there? Strickland sure. And Lee are new tag team champions. I got a mystified look on my face because I don't know. Because then you had Keith Lee putting out some interesting tweets that he might just step away for a family matter. He had a family emergency that day. I don't know, Greg. Was it too soon? Or have at it. <laughs> I, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where to go with this. I was surprised. That's all. <laughs> That's where I was. Yeah, it, it does seem too soon. I mean, they just beat Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus last month to win the titles. So they haven't even had a, a full month reign yet. Yeah. Um, and you just took it for granted that they were going to hold those titles for a long time. Um, so, you know, the match itself was a banger. Loved the match. Yeah. Uh, totally did not expect you know, the outcome. So, you know, they swerved us. Well, there you go. Pun intended. Pun intended. And, uh, you know, Swerve and Keith Lee are the new top dogs. Swerve and um, glory. It's curious because you wonder, you know, why now? Um, unlike WWE, there's a litany of tag teams waiting in line to uh, get their shot. And maybe with uh, Keith Lee and Swerve that, there'll be more interesting matches. Maybe they'll play hot potato with the title belts for a little bit. I mean, does Stark uh, and Hobbs take it off then down the road? It's possible. Because um, Starks and Hobbs need something eventually too, right? Yeah, I agree. But then you got, you know, the House of Black is, you know, lingering out there. Lucha Bros could get another run with it. Uh, there's just so many teams out there. We saw that awesome match with, you know, Private Party and Lucha Bros. You know, Private Party could get back in the mix. Yeah. Um, done right, they're an awesome uh, team that could, you could, you know, picture them with the titles. Well, and you got to think um, the acclaim now that their faces, they're going right. to start getting over if they could just, you know, step up their matches a little bit. Right. And then the, the door is wide open for FTR to come back in and, and be – not just champ champs, but champ 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 champ. Champ 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 champ. Let's give them all the titles. Right. We They're call them need a, a, their own um, bus for their titles. They're going to need like a little RV unit to just throw the titles in. Exactly. So how in the world does FTR get through airport security with all that gold? <laughs> That's kind of hey, TSA pre-checked. Maybe they leave some of the top. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we need to ask you, Greg. Like, you might have seen with the Charlotte Airport uh, rolling through, but or maybe leave, you know, whatever tiles you're not using at home. Uh, there we go. Because I can't. If I see them, I'll ask them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get on that, please. Uh, Warlow defeated Orange Cassidy to retain. Uh, I know you didn't get a chance to talk about it, Greg. Warlow, our new TNT champion, much deserved. Well, not I guess not deserved is probably the wrong way to put, it, but well timed, I think is the best way to write that, right? Yeah, it's a great time to give him a title and let him have a run. Um, I, I hated that uh, he had a match with Orange Cassidy right here. 
Because why? I mean, Orange Cassidy just came back, and, and now they're fight. they didn't even like <laughs> Warlow didn't even get to squash him. Right. It it was a great match. I mean, I'm not hating on the match. Yeah. Uh, but I'm hating on the choice of opponents because you know Orange Cassidy is money. Anytime you want to throw him into a a big a high profile match, mm-hmm. but uh, it doesn't make sense that. The, you're going to throw them into a match against each other with no story, no build, no, you know, you give it two weeks worth of promotion and you get a higher rating because it's Orange Cassidy. He's one of the most over guys in the company. And, you know, you give him an angle worth uh, working with and, you know, you got yourself something. You could throw anybody in there against Wardlow for his first yeah. title defense and it'll be great. So I hate it that it was Orange Cassidy, especially since, you know, he's just back and you need to, you know, give him some juice, give him a run and, you know, put him in there against the heel mm-hmm. and do this thing right. So I hated this uh, concept of putting him in there with Wardlow, even though it was a great match. I enjoyed the match a lot once I got over the fact that they were doing this. But uh, some of the decisions they're making lately are, you know, kind of head scratchers. I mean, I guess the only thing I look at it is Orange Cassidy is such a proven commodity. It kind of steps up the game for Warlow. That'd True. be my devil's advocate. You know, if you're just making an open challenge right away, you know, he's probably going to squash. So at least he had his first match be, you know, kind of a step up where he had to step up his game. But, um, how about Moxley? What in the hell are we doing with him, Greg? Moxley is going to bury everybody until he gets to CM Punk. So, but CM Punk um, is so far away from being back. Like I know, out, I have no idea who should go after Moxley for All Out. And I know it's still early, but you know, usually we kind of see some picture, you know, putting together. Because you don't have Brian Danielson; he's on you know Blackpool Combat Club. Adam Cole is working through injuries. Uh, CM Punk's out. <laughs> I mean, those you you know those are some top names right there. Um, do you do Hangman and Moxley? That would be fun. Um, I don't see why not. You know, if Moxley you Hangman back with the Young Bucks, and maybe you could do some Blackpool Combat Club and the Young, you know, a rejuvenated elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moxley's like Stone Cold. He's not good. He's not bad. He's just Moxley. He's there. Yeah. And so you can put him against anybody on either side of the fence, a heel or face. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to have that, that drama, that, um, that contentiousness, no matter who's opposite him. So, yeah. you know, he's one of the few guys you can do that with. So, you know, you can play them against both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can choose from anybody. I was going to say the downfall of so many people with factions as well, Greg. You know, it just feels like it's hard to sometimes single out a guy because we just see them in, you know, like Malachi Black. Like we just see him in so many tag matches and trios matches. Not often does he have a singles match. I mean, that be, that could be a name as well. I mean... Malachi Black could start picking up some singles wins and get in there, but um, true. How about uh, the Christian stuff lately? <laughs> are you? 
are you buying it or does it feel so forced? Like, I feel like they're just like, hey, just go out there and say the most offensive stuff you can. And coming from Christian, I just don't buy it. Yeah. Um, last point about Moxley. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I kind of let that the, hang. <laughs> um, is the forbidden door still open? Yeah, and, that's true. And if it is, if Okada walks through. Could you have a one-on-one there? Yeah, that's true. Right. So, White, I mean, you can there's, still throw Jay White there. Right. And then, like I said, if you have a, a run with uh, Okada and really get him some exposure. Yeah. And let us see why he's, you know, the greatest thing going in Japan. Mm-hmm. So, I would be down for that because, you know, we've seen that one match and he didn't really do much in, in it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, make us believers. Yeah. So there's that. Sorry. Uh, as far as the Christian thing goes, um, I'm interested with Christian, and I haven't been interested with anything Christian's done in a long time. Uh, I just don't like him. He just, you know, he seems like a jerk and an a-hole, and I think if we met him in real life, he'd be the same. Um, and he's actually but, not. <laughs> I, I met him once, Greg. I did a meet and greet with him, and he seemed yeah. pretty down to earth. Well, he was yeah. paid to be nice to you. Probably. So, <laughs> so. Well, then again, um, nobody was around him too. So, <laughs> I mean, he didn't have anything else to do. But true. Uh, like he's, I think, in the fact that he's um, always been second fiddle. You know, he's the Janetti right. of Edge and Christian. Right. You know, like Matt and Jeff Hardy. They were kind of equal, you know. They all they both, but Christian didn't get his real due until Edge had to retire. And who's right. to say Christian even gets his due? Now you were a TNA watcher. Did you like Christian in his TNA days, or were you on TNA during that run of Christian? I was. I saw him in in the TNA also. Okay. Uh, still didn't like him. You know, it was Christian Cage. Um, he, and he was no different than he is now. So there was Tyson, right? Tomko for a little bit. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there was name. no, <laughs> there was no character development. It's not like Jericho who reinvents himself every month and yeah. gives us something uh, fun and interesting and, you know, believable. Christian has been the same Christian throughout time. And this is a different side of him. Yeah, and this is the first time he's really, you know, stepped out and been the person we've always knew he is. And but he's had that license to say, you know, to unfilter and really dig in and say the nasty stuff. So for that reason, it's really not going to mean anything. Right. But that's this is why you want to do it now, because get all that that stuff out there and get us. He did for it. So when Jungle Boy does come back, the room, the roof is going to blow off, mm-hmm. and sure. we're going to be ready for him to put his fist through Christian's face. Yeah. So I know I'm ready for it, and I, I think that's Jungle the whole Boy's idea. Status is I haven't seen. Like, is he legit hurt too? Like, is he another? I mean, we've got plenty of guys on the on the DL right now. I hope you know. I hope Jungle Boy's is just a. Let's keep him to the side until, you know, we kind of want, you know, do you change him up a little bit, Greg, coming back? I would. Um, 
Can you give him the make him his real name? I you know I would. I mean, maybe a not his real name, but you know something better than Jungle Boy. Um, or like wrestling you know, gear instead of you know <laughs> his little his right. cloth and <laughs> boots. <laughs> yeah, let's let's be done with Young Tarzan. Like and make him look like a man. Street fight clothes. So. Right, you know some some faded blue jeans and yeah, you know something like that. The Daniel Bryan um, white T-shirt. <laughs> that everybody was joking on because maybe why not instead of the the bushy hair you know put it back or you know tie it back or something to make him look more adult because he does look like a, a teenager uh you know even now hey he's so, old anna jay he's definitely an adult craig Hey. <laughs> no fault in there. I guess I do buy Christian in the sense that he has Luchasaurus doing his bidding, and how long will that last? You know, will that turn even? Could that turn even overpower the Jungle Boy turn coming back? Mm -hmm. You know, when you have Luchasaurus eventually get tired of Christian stuff, and do you just reunite? You know. Jurassic Express in a way. Yeah, there's a way to, you know, pit Jungle Boy against Lucasaurus and have it get to that point where, you know, Christian tells him to do something and there's that moment of hesitancy and they kind of look at each other and realize, wait a minute, this is the real enemy over here and they band back together. So if you want to go that route, you can. to be a bigger heel, then you have them completely go on this. But even then, I think you've got to have Luchasaurus almost right. go normal. You know, take off the mask and give us the real whoever he is. Because <laughs> uh, I think he's been doing this Luchasaurus gimmick for a while. You know, even in the Indies and in, um, um, uh, PWG. I mean, I know him and the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express, you know, they've had a lot of battles. So. Yep. Um, Claudio, I'm oh, sorry, anything else on Christian and Luchasaurus, Greg? Now it was going to take a minute to shout out Lucha Underground because remember he's Luchasaurus in Lucha oh, that Underground. Oh, that too. Okay. Or not right. sorry, to, he was there. He was. Go back to Tubi. Tubi. <laughs> pull up Lucha Underground, and uh, you'll see Luchasaurus in there. Um, no, same as he was here, green mask and everything. So he was killing it down there. So maybe they can give him some uh, Velociraptor spit gimmick like Malachi Black. And that gives him another edge. <laughs> hey, so, there you go. Uh, Claudio pin Jake Hager. Claudio keeps picking wins. Greg, uh, does he get that F? Does he not start to say FTR title, <laughs> ROH title coming up for him? I wonder if he. I wonder if they pull the trigger on that. I don't know if he's ever won the ROH title too. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh oh, you're uh, you're um, you're real far away. So either your mic is off. Whoops. Hold on a second. There we go. Yeah. Okay. It was just hey, there we go. Okay. It's like the old right. phone turned upside down. I was like, who is that talking? <laughs> um, it does seem too soon. It needs to be some uh, some build up. So maybe uh. A shady finish in the first one before he gets through and 
uh, finally wins it. I think part of part of it is, is presenting Gresham as you know strong as uh, as they're building him up to be, yeah. and that he legitimate legitimately is. But as of right now, he's only had what two matches on AEW TV. So um, I like that he. Go ahead. Sorry. I like that he cut the promo and said, "I'm going to be on on this uh, TV every week, and I'm going to show you why I'm the best." Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we know his reputation, but we haven't seen him wrestle. And aside from you know these couple matches, he's like my side. Is <laughs> he's, he's a very he's a tank, yeah. Uh, short, stocky, but he looks like he could run through the side of a building. Mm-hmm. And um, so I want to see more of this guy because you know the rep, best technical wrestler, and we always already know who claims that mm-hmm. before he came in. So there is some some juicy um, plot lines right there between Claudio and and. Uh, I'm doing my JR calling Daniel Bryan now. Yeah. Um, and Daniel's in. And I want to see more if how good this guy is. So, mm-hmm. you know, give him a little run, let him stack some wins, and then play out this feud with Claudio. And, you know, give them both some shine. So, And I was doing the research on Claudio Greg. He's never won the big title in ROH, so... He's definitely do that, I think. I think I'd rather see him win that than the AW title. <laughs> Honestly, I think that just has more meaning in his grand scheme of career, you know. So um, maybe all out, that'd be a good time to put the ROH title on him. Now, there you go. The ROH champ in the Blackpool Combat Club and then the AW interim the, champ. And then you have the pure title. If you don't switch it on, we are you to Daniel Garcia. So it'd be right. interesting to see where we go with that. But three uh, big championships in the Blackpool Combat Club. That would be. He's cool. got a couple of tag team titles in ROH uh, with Chris Hero, but no singles ones. So. Uh, Serena Deeb made Anna J submit. Uh, like we said with Serena Deeb, we're going to see her Mercedes Martinez. Uh, Mercedes Martinez is the ROH Women's Title holder. Uh, any title change there, do we think, Greg, or just a good win for Mercedes at um, the uh, death before dishonor pay-per-view? Uh, I'm going to say Serena. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah, she's, right. she's done killer work, and she seems like she has more killer instinct than Mercedes does. Mm-hmm. And I like the, what they've done with Mercedes since she came over, but Serena's been on another level. Yeah. Uh, I'm digging her character, digging her matches, and she's just the most sadistic woman on the roster. So uh, I'm all for that. Yeah. And she could work both brands, you know, if they, you know, they want to start doing something more with ROH and you can have that. But um, I was trying to think if there's any, I know we saw Britt, did we see, we saw Britt Baker back. Um, with Jamie Hader. It seems like they're doing a lot of tag teams now for the women's side. Do we maybe see a tag team title side of things for the women's, Greg? Maybe all um, out? Do you think all out would be too soon? Mm, 
Not really. I mean, I'm sure they're, they're forming all these tag teams for a reason. Yeah. Um, like you have Thunder Rosa no, and get the women more matches. Tony Storm working together. So. Um, yeah, it'd be nice. And Britt and Jamie are a natural tag team. They've been around for a while. Um, yeah. And it's a way to pivot Britt out of the championship title picture for a while. Um, and then there's a handful of other good, you know, believable teams that you can put together. Unlike what WWE does, just throwing two random people together. So yeah, that's true. So it makes sense. And then finally, Rampage. Um, we had Malachi Black and Brody King pick up a win. Uh, I still think we're going to get some sort of gimmicky thing between um, Roosh and Andrade. Oh, no, with, uh, never mind, I'm completely on another thing, sorry. As I say, Lucha Bros, which they picked up Lynn Greg. Um, anyways, I guess I'll go with that. Lucha Bros and um, Andrade and Roosh, they should have some sort of gimmicky match soon because the the mask keeps getting involved, right? So yeah. I'm wondering what we'll kind of get there. Yeah, it, there's a... You know, ladder match or mask on a pole or, you know, something like that. Some type of gimmick match in the offing. So, um, Do you make Andrade and Roosh put on a mask? <laughs> Can you have a reverse match where you have to make them wear a mask if they lose? We've never gone that route. We always have the, I'm going to lose my mask. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so. Well, there you go. It'd be a first. Who is I? I can't. I guess I'm blanking on who's House of Black feuding with right now. Are they feuding with anybody? Oh, Darby and Sting. Sorry, that's where we're going. So Darby and Sting and Sam. Yeah, I think this is where we're Sammy going. Guevara. Or no, not Sam Guevara. Just Darby and Sting. Sorry, because Sammy's within their circle. Yep. Or sorry, Jericho. Right. Um, so uh, our friend Malachi is going to eat some Stinger. Um, splashes pretty soon, Greg. Uh, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm just rooting for him to to black mask his head off, and we'll be done with seeing Sting in the ring. Or spray him with the right. Next time we'll see Julio. We got to do more with Julio. We haven't really, you know, I mean, we've seen promos of her, but we haven't seen. I don't think she's wrestled on. She's probably wrestled on Dark or Elevation, I think, but we haven't seen her on Dynamite yet. Or Rampage. Um, she doesn't need to. She just looks good in, in the, her new uh, visage. You know, the, you know, all black and, you know, it's much better than the, the whole cheerleader thing she was doing. Um, to say it's more believable is kind of a stretch, but it looks better on her. Yeah. What what she's doing with House of Black. So yeah. uh, all for it. And then, you know, once she does wrestle, you know, she has that mystique, that aura about her, and you know, she it gives her time to change everything from her moveset to what her finish is and uh, you know, maybe to teach her to miss too. So that's one thing I don't like is that too many people are using the mist now. I love the mist, but the special thing about it is that there's only a handful of people on the planet who can do it. And now it seems like everybody's doing this now. So 
that's the only downside to it these days. Uh, Grisham got a win. Uh, I brought up the tag team idea because now we have Athena and Chris Statlander pick up the win, Greg, against a couple nobodies. <laughs> uh, I know we're still going to, I mean, you know, we're still waiting on who's going to take off that title, Jade. I mean, I'd still probably go Statlander over Athena. I just, there's just something more about Statlander. But it wouldn't surprise me if Athena gets the win. Mm -hmm. So, any thoughts there on, you know, Jade and where her title is going? Yep, I agree. It's safe until number 50. And then uh, I think that was my call, too, is that uh, Statlander is going to be the one at 50, unless it's Britt Baker. And if right. Britt Baker steps in, it's all bets are off. But, you know, Britt Baker is more like a 100 yeah. instead of a 50. Leaving Jade going over Britt would be something for her. So then that next step, you'd wonder who would take it off. So, uh, And then finally, the gun club. Uh, we didn't, I, I think we missed this last, well, I talked a little bit about it, Greg, but the big turn, daddy, <laughs> ass daddy, decided to step up for his kids. And um, we will not get Scissor Me Daddy shirts, Greg, which I know is <laughs> so sad, but uh, uh, we're going to get a feud for the ages with the acclaimed in the gun club, which will probably take place on AW Dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, it was, you know, it probably was going to come sooner rather than later. Um, we were seeing the cheers for the acclaimed, so that's why I think you had to probably pull the pull the trigger as it's as it were um, on this sooner rather than later Greg uh, what do you think about the turn uh, with you know daddy gun having to having to help his kids out for it well kind of saw it coming you know it wasn't going to last very long and um, I'm a little surprised they managed to get they acclaimed over its baby faces people seem to be into them yeah. uh, you know, we all stop and listen to the rap and see if it's good or bad or not. But um, they seem legitimately interested as in them as baby faces. So yeah. it'll be curious to see how that goes. And, you know, it's going to be a little, little fun rivalry to start pay-per-view cards and stuff like that. So um, nothing big, but it's another little side quest and. It could be could be fun, you know. Mm -hmm. This could be a showcase for them if they both do it right. You could let this on Rampage main event one time. One time. Yeah, absolutely. Give them give them twenty minutes and you know let them show out. Maybe you have something. Yeah. So, all right. One more commercial break, and then we'll get to our last call. Um, I think I got a Summer Sam question to throw at you, Greg, and then whatever you got on your end. So. Uh, let's get some realty talk and then we'll wrap up the show. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man, Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. All righty. I think my last call, Greg, is who 
in your mind is Mr. SummerSlam. Um, some names thrown out there are Edge. He's returned at SummerSlam. He's had some big matches there. Um, TLC one, I believe, was at SummerSlam. Um, Brock Lesnar. Uh, I, I think Brock is hard to argue at SummerSlam. I mean, he's had some big matches there. The CM Punk was there. Mm-hmm. I think he beat um, did he beat Taker there? He might have beat Taker. They had to draw the weird draw thing, but he beat The Rock for his first title there. Uh, he just always has a great match there. Uh, Bret Hart's another name for SummerSlam. Uh, trying to think of who else. I mean, The Rock, I feel like The Rock was always good at SummerSlam, but for me, Greg, it's got to be Brock. I feel like Brock always has a showcase match. Brock, I mean, well, Brock decimated Cena at the, um, that's kind of where Suplex City That's true. Remember, he just, I mean, squashed Exactly. So, for my mind, it's got to be Brock is my Mr. SummerSlam. Do you have your own Mr. or we could do Mrs. because Charlotte on the other hand, I feel like always shows out at SummerSlam. So you could kind of throw her name at SummerSlam as well. So uh, who is your Mr. SummerSlam, Greg? No, we're very unanimous on this one. Um, Brock is, is my pick. You know, I'm team Brock anyway, but uh, you're right. It's that He's had his most classic matches at SummerSlam. And, uh, you know, matches we still... Remember today, you know, Suplex City began at SummerSlam. And, uh, you know, just big matches, big moments. And, uh, you know, matches that, you know, still hold up today when you watch them. So, you know, it's got to be Brock, even though there's... You know, Seth is a runner-up in my mind, Greg, now that I think about it. Because Seth, you know, beat John Cena as well for the both titles. Remember when they had the winner-take-all match. That was one of the first times we saw a winner-take-all. Uh, and Seth always seems to have a really good... I mean, he put that good match with Dominic last year, so or two years ago, uh, so he's always kind of in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And of course, Orton, he could take the pleasure of uh, cashing in on Daniel Bryan, which kind of kicked off the... Um, really kicked off the yes movement, Greg. Because remember, that's when Bryant, by the way, Cena might be Mr. SummerSlam in a way, because uh, he's put over some guys, Greg, at SummerSlam. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Know, he's, he, he ate the elder Dana Bryan. He ate the elder Brock. He ate the elder Seth Rollins. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's definitely interesting that, but like you said, I think Brock, I mean, that, that squash match against Cena, I mean, he and the match against Orton. Remember, he was laying thick into Orton. Yeah, busted him open with real elbows. Brock in the backstage. And I think that's where we got the whole Brock throwing the title at Vince McMahon in the backstage. We got that little stuff because of that, you know, whatever that happens. So, um, but yeah, like you said, I, I think it's hard to argue Brock's record at. And, of course, now he'll get the last man standing match with Roman Reigns uh, for the undisputed <laughs> Universal WWE title. So do you have your own last call, Greg? Are you ready to wrap up the shop? Do you have anything else on your end that you want to throw out there? No, it's been a long weekend for me. I've 
pretty much right in on like six hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Any then, news uh, on your job front that you need to announce or you or do you want to save that for off the air topic? Uh, no news okay. yet. The first meeting went okay. well. So we'll see if I uh, end up having to go back for another That's what I was gonna ask uh, second to round there again. Yeah, it's quite possible. Okay. So I'm waiting to find out. Okay. But um, 16 hours on Friday, and then back up at 6 a.m. to punch the clock again. Mm-hmm. But the reason I did that was because I could uh, get out early enough to go see this guy last night. Oh, and, uh, Brooks. Yeah. Chris Dude Gaines. was in town and turned it out last night. Dude was killer. If you haven't seen this guy. Your musical taste is all over the board. It is. You know, you Garth's the goat. enough to sit through a country concert. <laughs> Garth is the goat of country music. So it's, I'm, there are very, very, very few country artists that I can stand. But yeah. Garth is head and shoulders above everybody. And the reason I got into him is watching those. They used to play his uh, concerts on NBC mm-hmm. back in the day uh, when I was a teenager. So to think it back about almost 30 years ago. And um, I watched him swing out across the crowd on a rope and smashing Nick's guitars. And me as a rock guy, I was like, mm-hmm. man, this guy seems like a rock star, but he's singing country music. What is this? And that's what got me started on him. And, you know, everybody's trying to be Garth Brooks in, in Nashville then and now and you know last night i saw why he got to cross him off the bucket list and it been up all night like that barely slept at all this weekend but it was worth it so shout out to garth brooks it was awesome and uh i want my uh sons to get this thing done get kevin durant in you know first good news comes through with uh the Aiton transaction, but we can still get KD. So still uh, rocking the gear just for some good mojo. And hopefully next week's show will be uh, putting over the fact that we got Kevin Durant and, you know, offering any um, T-shirt bets, us winning the championship. So you know, something like that. Let's yeah. let's let's get KD in here. Well, my Pacers have no shot at the championship, so yeah, I'll just I still got to send you the other T-shirts. So I need your address, Greg. So just feel free to shoot <laughs> that to me, and I'll get that. Um, my Garth Brooks memory is Saturday Night Live, and there was a skit with Will Ferrell who played the devil because Garth was playing a musician who couldn't write a song for the life of him. So he wanted to sell his soul to the devil. <laughs> and then Will Ferrell writes these like, just like really cheesy songs. And then like Garth is like, nope, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. He's like, no, no, I got another one. He writes this really dumb, you know, really simple, cheesy song. <laughs> and so if you type in Will Ferrell and Garth Brooks, Craig, you need to watch that um, Saturday Night Live because okay. it's really funny. It's, it's Will Ferrell singing Fred Scott Slacks because that was going to be <laughs> and of course Garth is all like oh I'm going to write this down and then he like starts hearing and he's like uh I'm good and he's like no no I got another one um so yeah it's pretty little interesting because uh, I think that was like I said that was with Garth Brooks was in the Chris Gaines 
era. Uh, so I think he just had that album out where he was like another musician. So, uh -huh. yeah, but that's the only memory of Garth Brooks I have. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very, a very deep <laughs> personal memory to me. Um, you know, am I calling KD Greg? I think he's a Brooklyn net. I think him and Irving, I either, because you got to think, so they're, they keep bringing up the Rudy Gobert trade. Look how much they got for Rudy Gobert. So what is going to be asking price for Kevin Durant? And what team is going to, you know, go for that? You know, that really needs him. Or that he'll, right. you know, even want to pursue, so. Yeah, but the thing is, they can only ask for so much. They can only oh, yeah. get so many yeah. draft picks, yeah, and they can only true. get so many players. But they so. they could still put it out there because it's not like they have to trade him. You know, it's not true. like he's uh, – is he, has he got another year or two left? I don't know what his contract situation is. So Yeah, but it's not going to be like the Herschel Walker trade where they sent half the team to the Vikings to get Herschel Walker. Oh, yeah. So – um, you know, it, it can't be anything like that. So yeah. they can only offer, you know, this handful of picks and this handful of players and have to make it work. So the, the same Herschel Walker was currently running for, um, is it Senate of Georgia, I believe? And he's out there, Greg. I don't know if CTE has affected him. He's got some political stances that, man, if you type in Herschel Walker in political stuff <laughs> oh my god he is you know there's there's people on the right that go out there greg he is like out there i mean he's got some weird but he's i think he's in, i think he's ahead in the polls so is he in kanye west territory he's probably out yeah <laughs> i mean he's like i said either too many hits to the head or something but um yeah uh, I, yeah, it should be interesting to kind of see, because I, I, I was like, oh, Herschel Walker, I'm like, man, that name sounds familiar. I was like, oh, that's the former football player. Well, wasn't he, he won the Heisman too, I think, didn't he? Yeah. At Al, or Georgia or Alabama? I believe Georgia. Okay. That's probably why, that's probably why he's at Georgia. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, and played on the Eagles, right? For a little bit or not? No, it was the Cowboy. And the Cowboy, Cowboys okay. traded him to the Vikings okay. for like 12 players. Okay. Okay. So like a third of their roster I in the one that trade. Eagles. That was a big running back back in the day. But um, anyways, so. All right. Well, that is the show today. Um, I guess next week we'll talk up death, um, death before dishonor results, uh, since that will take place on Saturday night next week. And we'll kind of give you the wrap up on that. And then uh, we'll be on the way to SummerSlam the week after. So uh, on a Saturday. So uh, we'll have to shift our schedule to Saturday, Greg, if you can. And uh, give you some kickoff show. The kickoff before the kickoff. Uh, we'll talk to WWE and make sure they, they get us on the Peacock Network. <laughs> so we can give them there that. But uh, enjoy the night. Enjoy the week. And uh, we'll keep an eye on where your sons go if they get KD and see where that's headed. So enjoy the evening and enjoy the weekend. And uh, yeah, have a good night. Talk to you guys later. Peace.